Okay, we're going to do the last couple of Vadim from Islamists, which are really on page Kuf Tzadik Hey. Um, what we're going to do first, because the Vadim are relatively short and it kind of actually uh, goes together a little bit, is <coughs> finish the introduction from Shar Shlishi of the, uh, of the first Chelek and then go into it. <coughs> when, he, when he was talking about the Vadim anyway, and the last time, he said that it's good sometimes to do a Divrayus Iris, so we'll use his, uh, you know, his, his Sefer, but uh, going into the Vadim. And then I was actually thinking, especially because I didn't record them, so maybe it was Ashkacha Pratis, and then some more people started listening since then, is, is giving a couple of weeks also possibly to work on a couple of, uh, you know, one week on one of the uh, ideas and another week on other ideas is maybe also go back to uh, some of the earlier prakim, which will be taken in context um, to kind of be mashed in the recordings also from the introduction to uh, Mareches Adam, which uh, build very strongly into what we're talking about anyway. But in any event, on page 131 of the first of the first Chelek, so we said last week we were talking about uh, we were talking about being at peace with oneself and one's avoda and coming from learning simcham yitov levav and developing a self knowledge uh, in order to be able to understand what to be misakin. So he continues on. First of all, he says that a person has to be able to factor out the bias in order to in order to engage. He says in order to appreciate and to engage Torah and to have any sort of a hasaga and taira, so that must come through midos. The 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 Mishnah, the Brisa says it that taira is nicknamed with memchas midos. So it's not just that it, that midos are a nice thing. In order to in order to have any sort of a hasaga and taira, so then a person's interaction and their interface with taira is really coming through the midos. And he quotes he he quotes uh. A piece from Rav Chaim Vital, uh, which says, uh, the midos be'etzem are our interface with the, the nefesh ha'sichlis is sort of abstract. The way that the nefesh ha'sichlis comes and we interact with the world is really through our midos. And he quotes Rabbi Yisrael Salanter who says, Even though it's true, Torah is given to B'nai Adam, that uh, if you have, uh, we go basarayv, that there are certain things that once they're abundant paskin, even if, there's a, the, even if it's not necessarily emes lamito, Rav Moshe Feinstein in the Hakdama of Igris Moshe talks about uh, this idea that in every generation, the kayach psak is given to the Talmud, the Talmud Chacham of the Dar and so forth. But even though Tyra is Masrur Lebnei Adam, Lach Teichin Yonak Afimatera Seichel Anoshi, in order to determine things according to the Seichel of, of uh, to human Seichel, which is not a discussion for now, but in general, right, why is there so much Machlaikas? Does that mean that everything we do is Bediyevet? No, it's really bad, some part of the process that that, that the Tyra is given over, that Torah Loba Shemayim, he but that assumes, like the Gemara says in some places, Mali Why do I need a pasuk? It's a svara. In order that we are able to have Tyra, in order to engage and define certain things, that those become Ratz and Hashem, that presumes that we're in touch with our Neshama, it presumes that we don't have any bias. I'd comment that we have a bias and we have a certain subjectivity, so then it's not that that, that a person and the Kenyan of the Memchas Midais is acting as a Kali for, to, to bring Ratz and Hashem into this world, but rather it becomes subjective. It's not, it's not him telling you to Ratz and Hashem, it's, it's being shaded through, through a, through a subjective, subjective, and it says, Pigl hu lo yiratza. it's a lot from a halacha by Karbanais, but it ends up being that it's pigle, it's a, it's a psal. A person has to approach Torah objectively. And therefore, even though, even though again, he says, even though the Torah a person can't have any negias, and therefore, as a person works on Torah, there's two things. One thing is that a person has to work on the technical aspect, but the second thing is that a person has to achieve a, a Tyrus Aseichel, a purity of mind. Uh, we, we spoke about it in terms of Moshe Rabbeinu earlier on in the Sefer, we said 
that it's only in, in order to be the, the medium through which Tyra is come and manifest in this world and we can express certain things and relate to them, that means that we take ourselves out of the process. We have his batlus, and therefore a person has to work on their midas. Gimel, makayim hanichbad noye lavodas hamidos. There's a special place for working on midais in the Ayla Matayra, Kfar Nemar, and he's stressing this because in Yeshiva especially, a person is focused on Tyra, so there might be a Musr Seder. What he's saying is that, no, it's, it's not that. It's that even if the Tyra is the meat and potatoes, if, if, if the Tyra can only be Kaina, if a nicknames through Midos, so that means that that until a person works on their Midos, so then even just the basics of religion, even the basics of Torah, having a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, until a person takes their bias out of it, which is going to happen in the step-by-step process that we're starting to engage on in Avodas Musaris, until a person not just learns Musar as an intellectual exercise as Torah itself, until a person works on this, the truth is any of the Torah that they learn also is only going to be, uh, is only going to be something that's really expressed through the way that they understand it, and if there's a bias, then then it's not it's not true to true to form anyway. But however, the the whole idea of working oneself and talking about avodah musaris and midos, it's not information like other types of educational things, something that can be given over from one to another. It's personal. Every person really has to find themselves. You can give Rashi Prakim, you can guide somebody. The truth is, even when a person has a Chavar that they're working with, nobody knows a person like them themselves. The problem is we're not always honest with ourselves, and a lot of times we know things and then we have our own Nagiyas. So a person can use another Chavar or Rebbe, whatever it is, as a sounding board to effectively help it back, bounce back at themselves and take the Nagiya out of the process. However, it's only a person himself or herself that can truly define their avodah. You're not going to learn yourself from svarim. The books can teach you a technique, but they're not going to, to, to teach you the application. That be'etzem has to come from within. I saw this uh, video going around this week. It was somebody, one of these Inspiration Minute videos that somebody said he worked in the Apple store. And one of the instructions that they give the people that work there is, when a person comes in and they cannot, they don't know how to find their contacts or whatever it is, that one of the instructions that you weren't allowed to show the person because their problem wasn't that they couldn't find their contacts. Their problem is that they didn't understand how to work the phone. So therefore, if you show them how to do one particular thing or you find it for them, all you're going to do is fix the immediate problem, but it's not really going to help them. What you should do is give them a pointers, whatever it is, let them find it out themselves. And this is really the Vadim, the Vadim also. All the things that we're going to discuss, the Rashi Prakim, the truth is, is that even if a person follows directions implicitly, it's really about a person having self-knowledge and using these things to see what resonates. Certain things are easy, certain things are hard. What resonates to be able to see where you're really holding, what the strengths are, what the weaknesses. Some things might seem very hard to one person, might seem very difficult to another, or they might not be things that we ever really considered, and therefore we don't even realize that we have a gaping hole in ben adam la'chaveiro, ben adam la'makon. Ve'ein chikoi ba'avoda pratis. There's no imitation, there's no emulation and Avodah Pratis. Very interesting. So we all want a Shteltzu to be a Rosh Hashiva and you want to be a Tamachacham, best kind of base Medjish or whatever we perceive to be a good person. The truth is, is that in working on ourselves, you know, everybody wants to say I'm working on very lofty things. There's no concept of imitation and of trying to just copy somebody else's Avodah. As much as that, that, that might sound nice, when you, you, even if you read a, you know, a G'daylin biography, it's not that you're supposed to copy what their Avodah is. It's more trying to see the, the, the the, the approach and the world outlook so that you can appreciate but you appreciate it but ultimately to grow from it it's really a matter of understanding certain ideals and then finding their application in yourself and to build a foundation a yesoid in the lave of the person that is approaching this the grand Mishlei says like this so again, so his avoda, his yashras. What's his yashras? Yashras is straight. A person has to go in his yashras. 
A person has to walk on the path that's his, that's his path, that's necessary for him as an individual. It's no one size fits all. And even if you're going to be able outwardly to, 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 to be like in somebody else's avoda, if that's not what you're here for, you didn't necessarily, you will see in a second. It could be that, I don't know what's worse, that you didn't work on the things that you have to work on in a negative way or that you didn't exploit your own strengths. A person, you might have left your strengths on the table that Akadosh Baruch Hu gave you that you should should have been exploring certain parts of your personality, certain parts of your your avoda, and because you're, everybody's just trying to be like a because that's what's respected in this particular in, in in the world. So therefore, you let you you left part of your avoda on the table. There's no such thing as copying somebody else's avoda. No two people are alike. A person might be a naita and rugil in a certain avera that comes from certain things that are inherent to him. And a person has to create certain boundaries in this. The problem is those boundaries aren't, you know, they might, that, that might not be the in thing to be working on. The other person might not need the shmira. So you can say, well, I, why should I be so over the top? He's not over the top. Every, if every single person has the things that they're working on, it's not uh, one person might have certain gedarim that they should put in place as pertains to their avoda. Everybody has their own things. Don't copy his and don't feel uh, shameful that, that, that you're working on something that that person's not. A person has to go towards the yashras that he needs to go. His, he, everybody is trying to get towards the middle of the line. You're going out of the line in a different place. So what are you having somebody else's get there for? It's all the grah. They don't know that he's working on this. This guy has a problem that uh, who knows, uh, he's forgetting to make brachas, he eats too much at the Kiddush, he's drinking, he's looking at the wrong things. He has to put, a, you know, a, 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 different types of filters on different types of things because these are things that he's naita to. What does that have to do with somebody else? Don't be embarrassed that you have to put those things in place. Trust me, the other person has their own challenges. Maybe they're more or less visible, but whatever it is, every person has put it for a purpose. If you want to be a Yarei Hashem, so then there's only you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, right, you go one at a time. As far as your Chesh and Nefesh, there's only you and God, and the entire world is a stage for you to have Avodah on. That stage might have people in your family, in your community, in your shul, in your base medrash. It doesn't really make a difference. But as far as you're concerned, you're only supposed to be relating to your Avodah. If you're a Yarei Hashem, that's the only thing that makes a difference. Says the, says the Revolver, you're going to let peer pressure define your avod. It doesn't mean peer pressure is not important. It could be that part of your avod is that when you're in a certain place, everybody's dressed a certain way. Everybody's wearing a certain color shirt. Everybody's wearing a hat. If you want to tell suit to a certain minion, you're the only person that's not doing that. So you have kids, maybe. So they, 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 there's a certain element of fitting in. There's a certain element of being part of a community. It doesn't mean that social factors aren't important. However, if you let your avod be defined simply by other social pressures, it's reactive to to outside things instead of coming from within. Then, then it's it's it says nebuch uh, basically. That's what you're just going to do. You're going to anticipate and try to do instead of maybe looking to others to learn from. Those are factors. But if your your avoda is defined by and reactive to what's around you, we have to you have to find your yashras if you're a Yarei Hashem, there's you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaGaydar La'atzmai Gedarim Li'natzal Mi'yitzro. A person has to find their own vulnerabilities. U'machzak Gedarim Elu Gam Kishe'ena Motzim Chein Be'enei Abrios. Even if they're unpopular. Everybody says it's not a big deal. It could be that it's taken not a big deal. It could be that it's taken not a Navero. Why are you being so from? Why are you being so whatever? Because you're working on something. Or, or alternatively, everybody's, you know, for, everybody's doing a certain thing and you feel like it's over the top and why do you have to do just for the sake because everybody's makbut on a certain thing. But it, I'm not talking about uh, within Dalad Amashallah, a person has to find whatever their avoda is, whatever it fits. If you're not going, it's being seduced, so to speak, to go after the popular, the, the popular things in this way, 
As far as your vote is concerned, again, it's wonderful to say, well, why should I shelter to the crowd? I'm going to march to my own tune. That also makes you a, a nut sometimes. It doesn't mean that that's what you're supposed to do. But if a person is going to be a Yare Hashem, then that's where the Avoda starts and finishes. Everything else might be a factor. And he brings over here a Maral that says a parallel thing, not in terms of of, of Avod in general, but in terms of Chet O, also with the possessive, with the Vav, that a person has to understand <coughs> based, based on the Gemara and Avr, it says, Kol Chet O, Kodemes L'Chachmaso, Chachmaso Miskayemes. It shouldn't say Chet O, it should say Kol Shiyirazo Minachet Kodemes. Fear from sin. But it's not fear from sin, it's fear from his sin. Avodah starts with a person having self-knowledge, working towards Tikkun. If a person doesn't know where he's holding, so then a person can't begin to engage in any sort of a true Avodah in terms of his own personal Tikkun. Velorak, just, just, just everybody could be a robot. Velorak b'yiras cheto b'gdarm anu chayavim l'sagal atzmenu gishi ishes. It's not just in yiras chet, this idea that a person needs an individual approach. Also, b'avodah pratis anu awas kemala b'gam b'maizim toiv ma'atzmam. In terms of in terms of actual meisim tovim, and he brings a yalkut a medrash by Eov. He says yesh nala levusho vein levusho nalo. A person is good fits his clothing, but and, but his clothing doesn't fit him. Okay, it goes through a bunch of things. But what does it mean? It says local adam natzal ma'alos of hativyos lavodaso. Not every person we said this before. You know, if you get to shemayim and you didn't succeed at your biggest weakness, then you're going to tell God, I'm sorry, I knew it was a weakness, I tried, but it was a weakness. What are you going to do if you get to Shemayim and a Kaddish Baruch who shows you specific tools and strengths that you had that you didn't explore, right? There's no extracurricular activities, there's no any, you're only going to, going to toe the line and do the avod that everybody wants to do, not that there's anything wrong with sitting and learning color, but a person's not going to explore anything that they have as a strength. Maybe they have a nice voice, they should be a chaz, whatever it is, what are you going to answer then? If a Kaddish Baruch who says, I gave you a strength and you were knighted towards it and you enjoyed it and you had a support system for it and no, you didn't want to do it. Not every person exploits and utilizes their natural gifts towards their avoda. You'll have an ashir and his he has the resources. Listen, forget about COVID. He's, if a person has the money, okay, take out their necessities, the luxuries, whatever they need. They're in a unique position to help people that somebody who's not as much of an usher is not in a position to engage in that sort of avoda. So if his actions don't correlate to his status, so then he might, that, that means you look at his actions, you look at his avoda, and he might be good for his clothing. His clothing is not good for him. It's an ill fit. His avoda is not, his avoda does not correspond with the strengths and the tools that he's been given. He didn't grow into the milest that a Kaddish Baruch who gave him. It's, there's something off. It's a misfit. Also, Okay, he goes on, fine. But he says a person has to be able to start off and have a cheshbin and nefesh and have self-knowledge, understand where they're holding, understand where their tools are, and that be'etzim defines their avoda. Again, within we're not talking about, you know, everybody has to keep shulchan aruch. But a person's avoda has to match, has to match what their resources are in terms of actual resources, in terms of emotional, intellectual resources. Hisnaguso shel adam tzricha. And you see, by the way, these gedolim that have people come and they're giving them, you know, people who are big balaitzis or whatever. You, you see the value that these gedolim put on a second of learning. To, to them, to, to half the kashas that came to them, they make sense, they make no sense, whatever. They, they sit there in the amount of time that they're uniquely suited to be able to give certain types of aids and to give people certain types of time. And therefore, that, that, that's what they've deemed in their chayv to do. Hisnaguzo shal adam tzrichalios matima lemahuso. A person's hisnagus, the way that he guides himself, the way that he operates, has to be a good fit towards his mahus. It's like a suit fits the person. His, the way he leads his life has to be, has to be custom made for his measurements. But not too long and not too short. A person who approaches individual avoda, he would avoid emulating from kite. He avoid emulating certain types of that he sees 
sees others do, why are you taking that upon yourself? Because he does something, he wears a gartel, he wears a, the, whatever he's doing, he davens a certain way, he's, he, he has a certain hanhaga and whatever it is. If it's not for you, what difference does it make that somebody else found something that speaks to them, their makam godless? It's not relevant. It's not that it's good or bad. It's just not relevant. If you don't have an inner push towards a certain type of a thing, sorry, if you don't have any sort of an inner netia towards that, a person who's holding at a simple level, we've mentioned this before, it's like one of the downsides to reading some of these G'daylam biographies, it shows certain things that not that the G'daylam were trying to do, but certain things that were more of a simon of their behavior. So a person who wants to reach godless, so what do they do? They adopt certain behavior that it says that one that, 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 uh, that a big rub did towards the end of his life or the beginning, whatever it is, and you're not holding by it. It's not, we spoke about it a bunch of times, if it's not the type of thing that can become integrated within you, it'll stay separate. And Pashtas, what's going to happen is at some point you'll rebel against it also, but it's not going to become natural. And even if you are able to do it, so all that's going to happen is if it's not really going to become integrated into your personality, Mechzi Kiyura O Kiyura Mamish. And this is one of the downfalls that we've been talking about going into Islam, this also where we are. Adkama that a person is not holding, that's why we have to work on Maisim Katanim and certain things, little things that just become integrated, the, the problem, you know, almost to the point of being mundane. Everybody's accomplishments become mundane to them. You know, you have something that you get used to, it's a certain hugger, you're used to it, and somebody hears that you do it, and they're all awed by it. Adkama that there's, that it becomes, that, that it just builds covet into you. This is me and this is something I do. If it's not who you are and all of a sudden you're just doing this big lofty thing and you say, uh, it's, if it's not what you're holding, so then you're saying, I'm doing something that's above where I'm holding. If I'm doing something above where I'm holding, that must be I'm a good person. If I'm such a good person that leads to covet, all you're really doing is reinforcing the very opposite of avoda. The whole point of avoda, like we said before, is to take your bias out of it, is to take yourself, something that speaks, something that's reinforcing your own, own selfness is, is out of it so that you can relate to Torah and you can only ultimately come to Ratz and Hashem. If the avodah that you're doing is something that's building covet, it's something that's not really who you are, it's not in line with your personality, it's not something that mches kinyanim, it's not a kinyan, it's something that you make part of you, it becomes in, in, in you. I forget what I mentioned in a different context. If a, if a person, you know, nobody would be moiser nefesh for $100, but if a person has $100 on them and they get mugged, so you'll see people be moiser nefesh that it doesn't get taken away from them because it's theirs. I mentioned also, that I, saw, I think I saw a study that there was a, a teacher tests where, you know, usually you have a test, you get a zero, and every, every, uh, every mark you get, every answer you get right, you get more points. And so the, the other way, try the other way, that everybody started off with 100 on the test, and every answer you got wrong, you got points taken off. And the other way, people did much better, because when you realize that you're starting off with something, I remember why I mentioned it, in the context of that it said the Medrash is brought down, that by Yosef at Tzadik, that, that the, the Medrash says that he saw that that the Dukno Shel Aviv, that he said that, that, that if you do this Avera, then you, right now you're gonna, your name is going to be like on the Chesha with your brothers. I forget the language. It's like a Diuk in the language. But, uh, but uh, I think I heard it from Ronald Biansky. But he said, if, if, you, if, if you do this Misa, so you're going to get taken off of the Chayshin. So who cares? A person's about to do with the worst Misa in the world with a married woman. And if you do this, then you're not going to get into the top yeshiva in the world. That's not a motivating factor. But he's saying, no, this is already Be'etzim where you're holding. It's something that's yours. And it's going to get taken away from you. If only something is meaningful once you can make a Kenyan in it. If it stays external to you and not make a Kenyan, so then it's outside of who you are. It builds gaiva. And we'll see later on one point from Chaim Shmulevitz. He talks about the idea of Shlemus HaMaisa, but and comment that part of the Misa is building a covet, it's just building yourself up, then the Misa itself is not going to end up making you better because it's actually reinforcing the negative. I'll mention now, he mentions by, mentions by Yosef HaTzadik, he says, I don't have the language in front of me, but it says that when Yosef went to Yaakov, he made himself appear before Yaakov. So, so 
Why does it say the truth is yeah, a parent loves a child more than a child loves a parent? But what, Yo- Yosef was he was down and out. He was no place. All of a sudden he was waiting. Ya- Yo- Yaakov never came from whatever the story was. Yosef must have been very emotional at seeing Yaakov also. So yeah, it's true also that Yosef knew that Yaakov missed him. But why why does it say that he made himself that he appeared before Yaakov? His Misa wasn't just to appear before Yaakov. His Misa that is he wanted to see Yaakov. He wanted to see his father. So Chaim Shulevit says that there's no there's, there's a myth of multitasking. No matter how good you are, you can't put uh, you can't divide up a hundred percent between two things. Yosef Atzadik prepared himself that he was going to that, that that his entire Misa was that he knew that his father missed him and wanted to see him. And his kavana when he saw Yaakov was I'm going to allow my father to have the nachas and the mulchas nefesh, etc., 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 at seeing me. Because if something would be, if one something is a shlemus, it's a shlemus. If, so if something is 50-50, it could be 90-10, it could be 99-1. Once it's 100-0, once it reaches a shlemus, so then it reaches a million. And the same thing over here. If It could be that you have good intentions and something is a ruchniyazdik act and a ruchniyazdik experience. But at Kama that it's 99-1, if any part of that is really going towards your own covered and it's not going to his batlus, so then even if you're doing something very good in terms of a mitzvah, but it's not going towards his batlus because even if it's that little 1%, every single time that you're doing the maisa, you're also investing in your own covered and therefore you're never going to truly reach reach his batlus. And therefore, this is again, it's feeding into the avoda musa that we're moving towards in terms of how a person has to approach it. If you call it Amr Baruhu, Kufam Gimel, still in volume one, but like I said, I think it's important because otherwise um, there's not that much in, in the volume themselves, and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a couple weeks hopefully to kind of focus on them. It's clear that all the G'day Le'adoras had different ways of working on things. And there are two basic approaches. Some took one mitzvah. You can't focus on everything, but if a person takes his entire being and he says, this is Yarag V'al Yavor, and in that one mitzvah, he breaks down barriers, then what he does, we'll see in a second. So what ends up happening is that that will actually bleed into other areas of life because you can't focus on, I'm just going to keep all halachas. What you do is you take one nakuda of a halacha and you say, no matter what, yarg v'al yavar, that's what I'm going to do. You train yourself to be yarg v'al yavar, about a nakuda navoda. Once you're able to do that, you'll break down walls within yourself and that will allow you to work on other things as well and it'll just all of a sudden bleed into it. So you take this life hanhagat that no matter what I do this and others had more of a sulam yuchlaliyah, some stages of general growth. And he brings a bunch of cases on Marayim that one person was Makbar on Shalashuddis, another word on, on Tzitzis, different things. Obviously, big, there's an Amora. It's such a big deal that you're Makbar on Tzitzis. No, it was saying that it was, it was literally, they picked one mitzvah, whether it was Tzitzis, and to the point that there's a mice that somebody went on a steps or a ladder on his Tzitzis tour, and he literally wouldn't move from his place until the Tzitzis uh, got torn. We, he brings the Chavetz Chaim by Lashon Hara and some people with MS. But now that again, that means that that was the avoda that they chose. You read about this and you say, well, this is Yagav al this is how I have to act. It's true. Everything is a big deal. Lashon Hara is a big deal. MS is a big deal. Tzitz is a big deal. The fact that one person chose the avoda that was within their personality that spoke to them, instead of learning just, a, you can learn the halachas, instead of learning that this avoda is important, what you should be learning is look at a person who's able to pick something that's, that they're able to do and make that at the height of everything paramount, important, above all else, kavua, chakuk alalucha, that's, that's what makes the difference, and then make a cheshben and nefesh, and then apply that idea to you, not just to read 10 different stories and make it that everything is yarag v'el yarag, you're nuts. So the second thing, as she says over here, before she ends up, the moon is for days, the rabbinu sadi going, but my mother, hey, acha, oived, asher, yichid, lo mitzvah, achas, lo yavrena, kol yimei chayav, whoever picks one thing like this, he should never be oived, shem yaskim zulaso, even if there are certain times you have to be flexible and bend things in other areas, however, this thing has zero compromises. Okay. 
Haderach Hashnia, he mentions, interestingly, he says, Repinchas Ben Yar has one Sulam, which is famous in Mesil Sisharim. The Chovis Halavavis has another one. The Ramban, he brings from different farm, and he points out that it's actually interesting that, that uh, he points out different things that Rabbeinu Yonah Sulam goes up to Busha, and Rabbi Yehuda Levi and the Kuzri goes up to Simcha. He says, you see that not even all of their progressions and Midos are necessarily the same. It was Kafidarkam, the way that they understood it, but you see different Anhagas of, of this generalized approach of being able to work on certain Midas and build up until, until reaching great heights in more of a general sense. Period. Hey, and now what we see is this idea of Avoda is his achtus v'ishtalvus is to be able to merge Torah into oneself, which again, in order to do that, in order to come close to, to Ratz and Hashem, in order to align ourselves with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so you learn Torah, but the Torah really is coming through you, through your neshama, through your own eyes, if it's clouded over with your own subjective biases, so then we said, pigl So therefore, in order to relate to Torah, the truth is, is that it's it, it's it's mukhruch, that a person has to work on their midais, and that a person has to work on the midais, and Maisim Ketanam and all these Vadim and everything that we're going to do because otherwise the, the person's not going to be able to do, do, be kind of tired either. He's not going to be able because he has his own self is in the way and if a person's own self is in the way so then, again, it will be guy. It's, it's going to stay external to them. You have to have You have to understand what makes you tick. What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? What's your personality? What are you united to? What are the things that you have to work on and make yourself a personal avoda? And this is what over here is Shar Gimel in the first. Volume, how a person comes to learn themselves. Marach Shnia is how to fix themselves. Once you know yourself, you have to move over to Tikkun. And then moving on, once a person is in that position, to be able to relate to the Taira itself, to be able to relate to Ratzon Hashem, to understand at this point how to literally have his battles and get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Midos themselves make you into a Kli to get closer to HaKadosh. Baruch Hu. But the Torah is Ba'etzim Ratzon Hashem until you're able to develop a Torah mind. And those are the tools in what you think of. Again, the example I use is like a Kalvachaymer because, because when it's 20 degrees, I wear a sweater. So for sure, when it's 10 degrees, I wear a sweater. It's a Kalvachaymer. That's the logic that Akadosh Baruch Hu put into the world. Those are the givens. You train your mind to use Torah concepts to think. That's where you become one with Akadosh Baruch Hu. Kavanu, So now we, we sowed that it's that it's necessary to work on oneself as a hakdama and a tnai lesachdesamatayra. Alpima Rein Rochaim Vital and Rav Yisrael Salanta, which we quoted. However, it all comes along with a very individual approach. And we discussed that there are two primary approaches. As a person works on things, either you pick one thing and you make that paramount, and that's something where you're going to be able to just knock it out of the park and you're going to be able to, 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 to bring your godless out of yourself. And once you have that, then, then you'll be able, it'll, it'll just spill over into other things. But you pick something that's in line with your personality that will speak to you, that will allow your own self to emerge and will allow your godless to show or other uh, other drachim in terms of sharm and in terms of other things where there's a general sulam be careful about zahirus and zrizus and, uh, and the kias going forward right so he says the but, but now he says like this uh his 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 vayus the the labeling or the the being of a vosenu pratis. What pe'etzim is it that we're trying to achieve? Why are we working on ourselves? Like what what are we doing? Kafishetiano sala'el, like we're describing. We have to understand what's the, what's the side of the avoda. Which is written by the Ketzais, but in the Hakdama he has something that's nifla. He says, "I'm We're going to say something very deep, very uh, bekitzer. Iker Adam. 
The truth is that the neshama was upstairs before it got put into this world. And nothing is missing, or maybe it's rhetorical, is anything missing? What did the neshama have to come down here for? Before we, we talk about, everything that we're talking about is the chisreines that are introduced because of gashmias and because of subjectivity and because of negative midos and so forth. What did we need it for? The neshama wasn't missing anything up there. Well, what do we need this whole setup for? What's the point? To test us with keeping mitzvahs. And once we achieve a lot, we grow and we expand and we develop. Until we're able to grow, basically, and get closer to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is not itself such a simple concept. If the Neshama is godliness itself, how does the Neshama get closer? But the bottom line is, is that the only way to get closer to our Kaddish Baruch Hu is by overcoming resistance and by earning. And the way that it's discussed also is that by that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, okay, a hate and reward. But what he says over here is that in order to be able to push back against resistance, you have to be in a Hechetimsa where there is resistance, and therefore that's why we're here. And he brings a zayar. It says, which seems doubled up. Drink from a bar is a, a bar is a is a cistern. It's something where there's no new water. It's a water pit, and it drips from a be'er which has flowing water, live water source. He says, the pasuk in Mishlei, bar When a neshama is upstairs, it is what it is. It's very holy, but it is what it is. The truth is, is that if depending how you define substance and chayim, something that is what it is and has no dynamic capacity, it doesn't increase, it doesn't grow, it just is what it is. It might be a little water, it might be a lot of water. It's not going anywhere and it's not growing. Nothing is leaving and nothing is coming. It's essentially dead. So as far as we're concerned, it's not full of anything. It's just still. When that neshama comes down, so then it's intrinsically transformed into something else. Because now that bar becomes a be'er. It becomes, as it were, a living water source. All of a sudden, it is now becomes dynamic. Even though it might be the same neshama, through our avoda, we're able to self-generate. We're able to self Self-create. We're able to be a, 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 a get closer to Elohim Chaim to have a, a self. Because what's the whole point that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted? Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted to give us. But if a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us, so if he creates us as something that doesn't have any capacity to grow, we just are what we are. So then, what's the difference if it's a little? What's the difference if it's a lot? We haven't really received anything because it's just a a still photograph. It just is what it is. The whole idea that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted to give us is to give us life. In order to give us life, then we have to be something that's able to be alive, which means that we're, we're able to be to, 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 to be organic, to, to grow. That's why it says that only there's four people that are chashiv kameis, but only chashiv kameis, somebody that can't give, somebody that's not involved in society, somebody that can never help. That's why they say that sometimes you do something for somebody, they say thank you and say, ah, don't worry about it. You don't even let them say thank you. Somebody that's unable to be a giver at all. They're just totally dependent on others. It's death. The, the only something that has a, that, that, that's alive, that's growing, that's something that's a be'er, and we say, we call it him chayim. That, that, that's something that's godlike. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only thing that's intrinsically Elohim chayim. It's not dependent on anything, even a be'er gets from someplace, but that's the true source of everything because even our capacity to be like that comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is inherently, is, as it were, to say, Elohim Chaim. Masha'en came, Meva Arv, Lazet Ani Chashav Kameis, Vesoyinim Atanas Yechia, being entitled 
is 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 death, right? So it doesn't mean that you can never take anything. Sometimes taking is giving also. To, to never be part of society, to never allow anybody to do for you, that's not what it means. But in order that a person should not feel entitled, not feel that something is coming from, but rather that they should be engaged. That as much as a person is just still, they're not going anywhere, they're just static. Even if that static level is very high, but they're not changing and they're not evolving, they're just doing the same thing day in, day out. They're not growing, so then it doesn't make a difference. Akash Baruch is not going to hold back schar. That's not called being alive. Even if outwardly a person might even think you're on a very high level. It's really an emptiness. It's just a question of how empty. Until, until there's a flow. What happens when we come down here, objectively speaking, we might be on a more coarse level. But once we're pushing back, we have an avoda, we're developing, and we're allowing our neshama to develop, so to speak, and develop the guf and change things. That it's, not, it's not so much getting higher or lower, but what we're doing is that we've been transformed from a still photograph into something that's dynamic, into something that's alive. And that's what these vadim are. That's what the meters that we work on. Every time a person does something else, they push back even a little bit. What they're doing is they're expressing their, their, their existence as an neshama that's alive. That's, that, that's, that's what you're accomplishing in these Maisim Ketanim and it, a lot of times it's not that motivating because as we go in the Vadim and they are Maisim Ketanim but like we said it has to be that way because if you're doing something that's not just small and able to just become part of you then it's just going to become a Gaivitic experience Good. So that's what he says. Okay, um, period. Okay, so that a person should earn their own existence. Okay, if I read it. It's to achieve the status of something that uh, has a chiyus to it. The neshama upstairs is a recipient, but over here is where we are able to earn and we, we, we change into a, functionally a different thing. We're able to make a kin, we're able to make a kin, and forget whether we do. In order to make the kinyan, we have to work on midos and we have to take our bias out, and that's how, that's how it all feeds into each other, but that's the unique opportunity that a person is given, is actually, we say one more thing, and then we'll do the vad, that, that, that it is a teres uh, hamincha, that uh, the, the Talmud of the Rajba in the Sefer Yisoyde Atayro, which brings out the Rishonim, that uh, Ron will be answering to put it together, but he didn't say anything. He, uh, he put together a very nice, uh, around it, to the kind of like structure of it, but it just quotes from the Rishonim, and he put, there's a Tayro Samenicha quoted over there. Uh, he's making a little bit of a different point, but he says, He says, he brings a, a, a medrash, on a person's days, we don't, time is not just you're created, now you exist for some ter- point in time. Time is frames of life. The same way that a person is created with attributes, and you're tall or short or rich or poor or chacham, not chacham, whatever it is, a person is giving a certain amount um, a number amount of frames of opportunity in which to grow and you that can't get longer and then he goes through so what does it mean that a a person can get longer not short a person can give it up a person can forfeit some of that opportunity but he says when a person's time is up their time is up a person's come down that is created already in the Bria there's a certain they're granted a certain amount of life within which that will encompass the purpose and the amount of situations and things like that, that, that their neshama came down here to be misaking. And therefore, that's the opportunity that a person has to turn themselves into a dynamic neshama. And that again is Be'etzim, what we're working on in the Vadim. So back into Islamdis into our volume. And again, I think that next week, because we're going to do a couple of them now, We'll pick one this week, hopefully, and then another one next week. Um, I, I was not as good as I wanted to be. I started writing things down last week, okay? But Lamaisa, there's no two ways about it. He repeats it again at the end of the chapter that if you're not trying to exercise it at all, then basically skip it. We'll see in a second. Vad Shishi, Kufza Dekei. 
So what we saw last time, we go back to listen to the recording, what that means, being able, we are all critical, but literally going through the idea of recognizing, I think it probably helps to write it down and see what are the types of things that you notice. Say after we saw Adon Elam and Brachas, just paying attention, what are you doing in the things that you're doing every day anyway? So the, the next couple of Adam focused on being able, the people that you know or everybody around you or even from animals, even the Flays Habore, there is a book that I actually bought and I couldn't find it and I just re-bought it anyway from somebody named Rebelli, Alexander Seinfeld I think it was his name but he's uh, from Aisha Torah I think because I remember there being a scum from Yitzhak Berkowitz and it was made from Aish and I think it was called The Art of Kavana but it literally I haven't seen it in a long time it literally was focused on things like this which step which, which hand do you walk with first when you walk into shul like do you put your hand in your pocket just getting in touch with the things that you do why do you do them? Are you just, are they habit? Are they things? Getting in touch with what you're doing. What are you coming into contact with? What are you seeing? Is he talking about it more in terms of kavana and developing kavana and not just going through hergal and fila? And once you just become just self-aware, so then you're, you're, you don't become just a blank slate. You're, once your mind is working, so your mind is not going to be doing nothing, so then you can inject kavana into it. I think that's sort of where he's coming from. But uh, I rebought it. It was on sale on Amazon for a couple bucks. But anyway, for used. But anyway, so we said, learning three things from people around you who you are your relationships and then from everyone from, from just like the regular the regular run of the mill people so to speak that you wouldn't even think to learn from the bus driver whatever it is learn from how they say hello what do they do what do they do good what do they do bad who knows but try to notice the positive things about the people around you and keep on going because at the end of these volumes say, now that we've worked on this for a couple months okay we do what we can and then from everything around you number six and this is super relevant mikri <laughs> ailam we become very, very, very desensitized. You hear right and left. It's awful, especially if you look on, like, you know, these from Yeshiva World. This one died, and that one's in problem, and 50,000 people walk in by chakras to collect money, and one story is, is, is theater than the next, and we close ourselves off around these things, let alone put yourself in that person's position. But you hear things that part of it might have to do also with media, I don't know, like the last generation between like violence and who knows, like other types of like, you know, Arias type things, we're desensitized to like everything in the world. The Gemara says, that just seeing a person who's getting punished for a negative act would have that impact on a person and different shut them over there. And we are just totally closed off and desensitized from everything we hear. He says, We don't feel anything. Forget about noticing a positive that other people do. We hear the most ridiculous events and they just pass by. Adam A person sees a newspaper, a frightening thing. The thing, the building that fell in Florida, just over and over and again. And he flips the page and he's still drinking his coffee. It doesn't, it didn't resonate with it. He, he read something that's real and it's literally just like, again, maybe because of like movies or books, it's it just like we get so used to things. You hear things that, that, that would, people should probably think about and need therapy from and they, we just go past it. This is is an opportunity for training. Again, the entire point of this chapter, these are activities, they're all very good activities also. What we're trying to develop before we go into the other Vadim so we don't lose focus of it is different hechatimtzes, different avodas, different areas within our everyday life, who we meet, what we do, what we see, what we're exposed to, where we can develop ourselves as a person who's a student of life. So you won't develop any gaiva, you won't develop anything. Every single thing is a stage on which you can grow on and get closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu, and there's nothing to have gaiva on. It's, it's all just a frame of a movie that you were entered into in order to engage avoda. That besides for this, we say that it's not even just a little bit of being plugged up of his rag shishanu kol kachadishim. We're so indifferent. There was something that affected so many people. I mean, let alone COVID, right? But it becomes a joke. There's jokes. There's memes all over the place. Everything becomes. If you would just stop and think for a second, he says, and even if it was Jews, meaning forget about Jews. You you hear about like these 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 earthquakes. Some place 
thousands of people like all over the world, and then especially if it, if it was Jews, and it just, it, it washes over us. It doesn't impact us. I mean, close your eyes and use your imagination for a second. I'm saying it like I do, not that I do it any better. I'm just saying. It really, to the core of our being, we should be taking note of this, right? I think about like virtual reality. We shouldn't allow these things to pass by, these messages from it. If it happens to you, you live in a world, if there's an earthquake in Turkey and you're reading about it, then as far as you're concerned, it's there so that you can get something out of it. Better that the message should happen far away and not closer to home. Therefore, these are opportunities for you to develop your antenna to understand and grow from and take note of and allow it to have an effect. These are used for training. Maybe you will recognize Midas Hadin in the world, how things come full circle. Somebody who is a very nasty person that maybe deserved something, or the way that a Kaddish Baruch, a certain society was bad in something, and you see something, Midik Neged Midah, or Midas Harachim Shinnaskalavazet, or maybe you'll see a people that were, you know, like they had like the, by the Scud missiles that, that the, uh, some place was saved, it was a fire, and the, uh, the Sefer Torah wasn't touched. You'll see Midas Harachimim, Imlis Lamid, Lisaes Baal. Uh, you'll learn to empathy, right? You'll, 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 you'll practice empathy. Well, you'll learn from the initiative that was displayed by people in challenging circumstances. This should be a, 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 a regular natural response. The fact there's something unnatural about us that we don't have a an emotional or intellectual or any response to these things. We should be blown away by things that are just wild. Except we see them every day, day in, day out. And a lot of it is because of media, also. But however, that's not what we're working on. What should we do that we have become so desensitized? We have zero reaction. We pay lip service of surprise. This is not hard nowadays because there's no shortage of things that we're exposed to. Three times a day, a person should write down something that they can have a takeaway, good, bad, or ugly, from something that they are introduced to. Okay, one more, again, or two more. Again, go over these, listen to the recording, pick one this week. Next week, I think we're going to do the introduction to the Sefer. We're going to reintroduce because they have to be recorded anyway. And it'll, we'll have a better idea of Marechas Adam because it really it's very in line with what we're doing anyway. So one week, work on one of these and the next week, the next one and try to build into it. You know what the hardest thing is? After all of these, they all sound pretty wild, is really to learn from the people in your own house. Okay, again. So the Balabayas is Kfar Ruggel, for he immediately he gets married and he like makes light of different reactions of the people around him, the people that are closest to home. Loma Venis Lodas Ishto, he doesn't really get into the mind frame of his spouse, Van Hagasa, or the, her, his or her actions. In a lot of things, when one of our spouses or our significant other does something, what we end up doing is responding from our point of view. And very often we're doing things and kids are irritating or our spouse is irritating or whatever it is, or they want something and they have a different system of priorities, whether it's cleaning the house or whatever it is, people have a different list of priorities in life. And we respond coming from our point of view. Even without trying to understand where the other person is coming from. Me, maybe, forget about what, how you respond, whether it's good or bad with Midos, but just understand where's the other, we don't empathize, the people closest to home probably get the least attention in terms of trying to empathize
When your kids are wild, right? Show me one parent ever who says, oh, they must have had such a hard day at school. If they're acting out and they're bashing their sister over the head, it must be that this is out of character for them and I must sympathize with them. Nobody ever does that, I don't think. Or if they don't, they don't publicize it because they're probably a hidden tzaddik. Why are their kids wild? Misaction, why are their kids being stubborn, right? If your kid is acting like kind of won't get, won't leave the house because they can't find their first pair of shoes and they're willing to skip school and the school bus or a bar mitzvah or whatever it is because they can't find one pair of shoes, they want the other pair. And you say, what's the difference? Obviously, it's something that's important to them. If it's something that's important to them, it doesn't have to be important on on, your, on an objective scale of a 10 out of 10, but on their life scale, it's important on a 10 out of 10 to the point that they're willing to miss it. So how many times do you sit and think, well, the, the, the shoes are as important to them as something that's a 10 for me is important to me. Where are they coming from? No, you just kind of yell at them and make them feel stupid because they care about stupid things. Miskaitatim, why are they fighting? Ha'ava tarid ve'enosoval his parashalam, a person who is busy and preoccupied and he doesn't want to be soval, their interference, may give a lamb by berega kafir gashoso. He has a trigger response from where he's coming from. Either he's tzayek or he's saiter, he's guys, he shouts, he smacks, he gets angry. Blisha yitra, forget about doing it. Blisha yitrach, he doesn't try. If they're acting out of character or they have a certain thing, are they, okay, some people just have like, you know, like a behavioral issues, but besides for that, what's triggering them? Where is it coming from in them? A person can live years their whole life without even attempting. He doesn't even think about what's going on in his immediate environment. And this will obviously have negative, destructive consequences in the home dynamic and in terms of their relationships, which ultimately impacts them as well. You are in, forget about them. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like a self-centered vote in a certain way. The reason that you, you, a person has to come at himself is in order to develop, at, to, to self-develop, you need to learn to get out of yourself and empathize. In other words, it's not just a matter of being able to facilitate a comfortable home dynamic and this and that. What we're saying is you have to learn if you're not going to be, self, you're working on yourself. I'm looking at them because I, if I need to self-develop, so what I need to do is learn to get out of my own skin. In order to get out of my own skin, because what's the whole point? We're trying to get rid of our bias. We're trying to get rid of our things so that we can become like we saw in the first, in the third, in the first Sefer. We're trying to get rid of our bias so that we can have his batla, so that we can have a memchas kinyanim and be kind of taira and get closer to Kodesh Baruch Hu. In order to do that, you have to get out of your own self. And he says, so far, the hardest thing that we've mentioned is to do that in the context of your own home. And if you can learn to do this, you will open a new universe in front of you, tekufa chadash v'yadani shalom bayis, and chinuch yiladim, if it's not too late. <laughs> anyway, v'yadani shalom bayis, and chinuch yiladim. Nazgul eifel islamid shalish pa'amim bayayim lahavin isha ubanim, or your husband, I guess. Says three times to derive some sort of an insight to understand where your spouse, children, whoever are coming from, the ones who are closest to you. Because we've spent such a long time on the last six Vahadim, there is a large hope. Now it's not going to be three times. Once you start doing this, you'll be doing it like all day. It'll start bleeding into your life in all times and all situations. Because since the house is the Achilles heel of this entire avoda, right? You can be a thinking person your entire time, but the home is like your own personal space. That's the way you can like finally shut off and just relax a little bit. The home is the anti-Islamdus. It's where you totally stop being a student of life. And therefore the home is what knocks you down. I was having a conversation with somebody today 
We were talking about just in general how a person, you know, people are involved in great things. This exact idea. People are involved in great things. So maybe you could say like the Gedalim, you know, a person who's mamish like above it all. So even when people stand up for them and give them covered, it would be like, you know, like the, the, the security guard at the school when like, you know, the four-year-olds walk in and give them covered. Like, okay, what, you know, I'm getting covered from a four-year-old. Like, who cares? Okay. But everybody in the middle, you know, there's a bunch of people that are not like above it all. So they do something nice and they get a lot of covered. And that literally, uh, have to, there's so many speakers now to anytime here, they're giving shirim. And all of a sudden, if they become popular, how do they work on themselves when all of a sudden they're also self-promoting and they feel good if people listen, they don't feel good if no people don't listen. How do, you, how, how do they divorce the covet from that when, when they're, they're involved in all of this promotion? So one of the things that he was suggesting, so my Maisha Randall, this is, he says, uh, okay, brought a sub-point, but he said, it's in the house. He says, everyone gets knocked down at home. No matter who you are, you could be the, you could be the world's Rebbe in principle. Your wife lets you know where you're holding and the kid let you know where you're holding, right? You know, the, 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 the people that let you know where you're standing, the best Rebbe in the world, you know, you, you go home, your kids let you know exactly where you're holding. But he says that the, the house is like the anti-Islamdas, back to our purposes. A person is, is, uh, it's impossible not to see how training yourself to be a trainee of life, a student of life, is not opening up a world for you. Okay, I'm going to extra couple of minutes to finish the chapter because we want to, but again, we listen to them separately, and that will be, that'll be fine too, because we're not going to spend months on this. Anyway, at this point, we can fast forward, we've worked on this for months, but again, this really is actually the crux of all of the Zadim to come. The other ones will go in order, uh, for the most part, but he said, it doesn't really make a difference which order you go into. These are the other ones, Chesed and Akbada, they're all important. They're all just areas of application to work on individual Midos. All of them feed into Islamists. This is almost like the Iker chapter of all of them until you are learning that the world is your stage of growth and that you are here to learn and do whatever. All of these, the, the, these vadim are only geared towards that attitude. It, it, it's not towards specific midos. You, you almost can't engage in any of the other things because either it will come with gaiva, all the other things that we've been discussing. So this is like where it's at. If, if you stop listening and just listen to this one over or just work on these things for a couple of weeks, it's not a bad thing. That's why I think it's good to take a week off, but try to work on it or else we'll see. Chadashim Rabbim Miskenu Bislamdus. We've been working on it for months. Fiesh Tikva Tova Shem Ribuya Pu'ulos that, that, uh, with all of the actions that we've been doing, we were successful. We've started to incorporate and be kind of this midah. With great energy, now we can start applying it to our Maisa mitzvahs, right? Now that we've, everything that we do, we're learning from and we're engaged in and we're alive and we're conscious of and we're not taking for granted and we're here to learn and everything is there for us to grow from. Put on tefillin every day and light Shabbos candles every The things that you just do day in, day out, we take for granted. All of a sudden, if now you've started to learn from the people around you and the, and the grasshoppers and your family and everything is an opportunity for you to consciously understand so now start breaking down your day every morning you get up and you put on your tzitzis and you put on your shoes and you tie your right shoe first and you left check or whatever it is right the way you go to the bathroom you say asher yatzar and there's certain limbs to wash first in the shower you wash your head first and then your right and left why right be'at and islami leniach tefillin and tzitzis and stucco and shabbos how many times of your Shabbos do you think that God would keep Shabbos because God created the world in six days and the seventh day was the Tachlis, etc., etc., etc.? How many times in Shabbos do you stop and think about why you keep your Shabbos? Besides, right? Besides for rest and learning or whatever, but Shabbos. How many times do you think about it? The way you walk in the street. Ben Aliyah, Kashir Kvar Derech 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 Aslamdus. You must say Tamid in Yanam Chadashim Shalav Aslamim. You'll find in your day. We talk about Bechira. How often do you have Bechira? Most things are just routine. If you start thinking like this and being awake and aware and conscious, you will find new areas of growth 
constantly. And we have to, again, going back to what we saw in the first volume, but it's individual. All of these things are frameworks. But the, who I have my life and you, you have your life are different. The way that I'm going to, with the newspaper I read and the newspaper you read, the people that you talk to, everything has to be retrofit to your, like we saw in the Gra and the Maral, Everything has to be your derech. Yeah, so he says, Like I said, I don't see if the art of Kavana, I think I remember being good. But everything that you're doing, why are you doing it? What are you doing? There's some nice eruptions which also turned into 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 hergel before putting on tefillin, before putting on tzitzis. Chasidim more into all the l'shem lichud shame yichuds, you to just stop and think about what you're doing. Okay, we don't even understand what these things are, but what are we doing? Again, important. All of this is Uh, everything that we're going to do from here on is totally in being kind of these ideas of Islam if we don't if we're not kind of this everything we're going to do is essentially going to undermine our goal because the same idea if we're not a student of life it's something we're doing and we're achieving greatness and we're going to feel gaiva from it then then even if it's 90 10 90 percent for god and 10 percent i feel good about but you're never going to come away from yourself the 90 percent will get larger and the 10 percent will get larger you're never going to reach his baths and get closer because you're only building up how good you feel about yourself Look, look at me, I'm a Muslim, I'm awesome. What we'll essentially be doing is training ourselves in the negative. Go back to the Frumkite chapter. It'll all be garbed in Frumkite. And what we're going to be doing is reinforcing, I'm a Balmusser, I'm great, I'm so humble, this is something I work on, it's a mile that I have, of course, it's because it's important, it could be 90-10, but ultimately we're reinforcing our own, from Kait Lachain. Ein lazuz mi puulos Islam does at a shirkinyanai aisa bekinin chazak. A person really needs to be very constantly aware. This is the chapter if you're going to be chazering something and working on anything little by little. Besides the other things that we're going to mention, this is the chapter. If you're not going to be successful in this chapter, and you can't do it, this is crazy. Uh, words over the Yachtol Kalil Me Avodah Musaris. Avodah Musaris is not for you. You can be a perfectly good Jew and you're going to get all of your schar and you'll go through the motions and you'll be fine, but just close the safer and don't go through the rest because all that's going to happen is you're going to reinforce gaiva and you're going to reinforce the sense of self rather than the, the, the self-bittal and in, you, instead of getting closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're just going to reinforce yourself the wrong way. So if you're not going to engage in the, these chapters, this chapter, Islam, this parakamishi, and these vadim, and this idea of becoming a student of life, then the Avodah Musar chapters go back to the earlier recordings, but it's not for us, and concentrate on the, uh, on the other things. Okay.